You are listening to the Ingenious Podcast, where God's word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by the Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. Yesterday, we looked at um, diacrino. We looked at dealing with doubts. And we saw that God doesn't want us to see the things we are asking of him or the things we expect of him to do to be different from what he did for those he those in the past years or prophets or anointed men that you've heard of. The same way he cares for them is the same way he cares for you. The same way he loves you is the same way he loves them. The same spirit that he has given you is the same spirit he has given them. So if he was able to part the Red Sea for some, he should be able to part the Red Sea. And he parting, maybe your Red Sea might not be the actual Red Sea. It could be a financial issue. It could be a health issue. It could be an oppression of of hell. In the same way that God fought for those he called his own in the past, it's not different from how he wants to fight for you. And so this evening, we are building on that, and we are talking about building confidence. And this morning, when I was sharing on the retreat center, I did share about four things that the Lord was talking to me about when it comes to dealing with confidence. The first thing is about if we are going to build confidence, knowledge is key. Knowledge is key. The second thing is that if we are going to build confidence, Developing our skill set is also key. Developing our skill set is also key. The third thing is that we have to keep, we have to walk with the spirit and be in step with the spirit. There are two things. We have to walk in the spirit and be in step with the spirit. That's the third thing. And the fourth thing is that we must learn to worship with a heart of thanksgiving. We must learn to worship with a heart of thanksgiving. Now, somebody might ask, why are these four elements crucial to building knowledge? We all know the popular scripture in the book of Hosea that says that because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. That is when we read Hosea chapter 6. The Lord says that, because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. That is Hosea chapter 6, sorry, Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. And in Hosea chapter 6, verse 6, the Lord said something very powerful. He says that I have, I have desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. I have desired mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. So you realize that when it comes to knowledge, God really wants his people to, to, to have knowledge. But when we talk about knowledge, the knowledge that God wants us to have, the Christian must have three kinds of knowledge. That is the knowledge that concerns the Father. That is the knowledge of God the Father. 
then there is the knowledge of Christ. The knowledge of Christ. So we must have the knowledge of God and we must have the knowledge of Christ. Then the third thing is that we must have the knowledge of the Spirit. The knowledge of the Spirit. Now, the knowledge of God will help us to know the nature of God and how to behave before God and why holiness and righteousness is essential to our Christian living. If you see anybody that is living an ungodly life, it is because they don't have the knowledge of God. Woman of God, your microphone is on. So, um, they don't have the knowledge of God. Then there is the knowledge of Christ. The knowledge of Christ will help you and I know what our inheritance is. When we look at the book of Ephesians chapter 1, it points out this truth. He says that, Blessed be God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And he goes on to say that when especially we, we talk about the verses 8 and 9, he says that wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good, good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. Now you have to understand that the mystery of God's will is what we call the revelation of Christ. The mystery of God's will is a revelation. Jesus Christ is the mystery of God's will. So when we have this, verse 10 says that, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in all things. In, he will gather together everything in Christ. So you have to understand that the knowledge of Christ is what will help you to know what your inheritance is. That is what we see when we read verse 14. He says that, which is the earnest of our inheritance. See, he has healed us with a spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance. That is where the knowledge of the spirit comes in. He has sealed us with the Holy Spirit of promise. And the Holy Spirit of promise is the earnest of our inheritance. Everything that you and I will do today is going to be by the knowledge of the Spirit. Whether you are going to go out, for instance, if you are going on an interview, do you wear white? Do you wear yellow? Do you wear red? It is the knowledge of the spirit that will usher you into such a realm. And you realize that most Christians are not grounded in the knowledge of God. Most Christians are not grounded in the knowledge of God. They are not grounded in the knowledge of Christ. They are not grounded in the knowledge of the Spirit. How do you know that maybe when you are crossing the road and you see another person crossing the road, 
How do you know that looking at that person and say, oh, can I hold your hand, help you cross the road, is what will lead to your breakthrough if you don't have the knowledge of the Spirit. So, anybody too who has knowledge, you realize that the most confident people in a room when people are sharing ideas are the people who have knowledge. So, what bona? Let's see a year group discussion on Casa. So, when you have knowledge, you realize that your knowledge gives you that confidence to even share your ideas. If you are ignorant, you cannot speak in the council of the knowledgeable. And when people are sharing ideas, you will keep quiet because you now you know that what you know is some way. Now, the other one is the skill set. You see, we know people who have knowledge, but they have weird behaviors. One of my professors in school, for the entire year that I was in school, he wore the same coat every day, the same trouser every day, the same belt every day. The only thing that changed was the shirt. Very knowledgeable. But do you know what? It was not his dressing that he was over 80 years, but the school could not let him go. Do you know why? It was his skill set. The knowledge he had gained, he had applied that knowledge in various fields in such a way that he was indispensable. You can be knowledgeable, but without skill set, you will, you will, you, you will, you will, you will be handicapped. Because you see, knowledge is always given in an area of skill. The knowledge that we acquire is always in an area of skill. Prayer is a skill. When you gain knowledge in prayer, you become skillful in your prayer life. Knowledge is always given in an area of skill. So when you are knowledgeable in your Bible study life, you become skillful in the interpretation and the teaching of the word. You can be knowledgeable, but then if you develop a skill set of learning to communicate properly, you realize that your communication will reach an audience that most likely others cannot reach. Why? Because you have developed a skill set. In Exodus chapter 31, the Bible says that when God wanted to build a temple, his demand was that we will find men that were, one, knowledgeable, filled with the Spirit, and had a skill set. And so we could find Bezaliel, Oholiab, and all those craftsmen that put up the temple. These were skillful people. So, if you have knowledge and you don't have skill, sometimes your confidence would do it. It's like a, a, if we are all given a canvas and a paintbrush to paint a picture. If you are not an artist and you have not learned the knowledge of using the brush and colors, if you don't have the knowledge of color combination and they ask you to paint, 
by the time you are done, <laughs> it will be a caricature. But the person who is skillful and knowledgeable in that thing, by the time that they are done, we will have what we call a masterpiece. So this evening, the Holy Spirit was telling me that acquiring knowledge and developing our skill set is what will cause his beauty and his glory in our lives to be most manifest, to be evident to the world. Now, the other one is about keeping in step and walking with the Spirit. Now, when we read Galatians chapter 5, this is where ever since I came across this scripture, it's been dear to my heart. There are two things that uh, Galatians chapter 5 talks about. And it talks about walking in the Spirit and keeping in step with the Spirit. You see, there are sometimes we are given the opportunity to walk with the spirit but the problem is that we are not keeping in step with the spirit to walk with the spirit is to have your life directed by the spirit is to live not dictated by the desires of your flesh but to walk in step with the spirit is to know the timings and the seasons of god so that at every point in time you know what to do you are like the sons of Issachar that know how to read the seasons. So if you are going to build your confidence, you have to be walking with the spirit and keeping in step with the spirit. How do I mean? So for instance, the Bible says in the book of Genesis that Joseph is given the opportunity to interpret the dream of the king. The dream of Pharaoh is that for seven years, they are going to have plenty. For seven years, they are going to have scarcity. Francis, can you give me the background now? For seven years, they are going to give, make, let it go down small. And for seven years, they are going to have scarcity. And the Bible says that Joseph is able to interpret the dream. He's able to interpret the dream. But do you know what he is able to do also? He's able to advise the king that in the seven years of plenty, let's build silos all over Egypt. And let all the food that is gathered on the king's land stored in the silos. That is keeping in step with the spirit. He does not just know about the seasons, but he knows what to do with the season. It is like the story that we read in 2 Kings chapter 2. The Bible says that the sons of the prophets, they knew that the Lord was going to take Elijah away. They knew it. They knew it. That he, they said that, and they told Elijah, do you know that the Lord will take your master away today? They knew. But you see, they were not keeping in step with the Spirit. Because the Bible says that the man journeyed from where he was, from Camel. He journeyed from the mountain of God to Bethel. 
to where the prophets were, but they didn't know that it was. They didn't know that God wanted to bequeath them a gift before he left. other thing is that he went to Jericho and he went to the sons of the prophets in Jericho. The Bible says that they talked about how God was going to take the man of God but they didn't know that God brought him there so that they could request something of him that they would demand something of the anointing to their benefit. And so after he had spent that time he said that these are just foolish prophets they just love to prophesy about what God wants to do but they don't know the intention of God for the season so when you walk with the spirit you can have the knowledge of the spirit concerning things he's about to do but when you are walking in step with the spirit you know what he requires of you to do and you realize that any person that is walking in knowledge. Look at Daniel. The Bible says that Daniel and his friends, they were 10 times better than everybody. Then they did not only, they were not only 10 times better, they were in terms of dispensing governance and judgment. They were better. They had the skill of governance. They could govern. And so the king was able to leave them cities to look after. Then they, they were not only doing that, they were keeping, they were walking with their spirit. And because they were walking with their spirit, they could hear from God. You see, that is the benefit of walking with the spirit. You can hear from God. You can know things that God is deciding, things that God has determined, things that God has appointed. And they were also keeping in step with the spirit. And they knew what was required of them. The Bible says that Daniel was cast into the lion's den. The man was not perturbed because he prayed. And the Bible says that the Lord sent his angel to shut the lion's mouth. Oh, he knew. He knew when he was in trouble. He knew what prayer to pray because he was in step with the spirit. Now you see, a man that has the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of the Spirit, a man that has the skill set to dispense the knowledge that God has bequeathed to him, the skills, the, the skill set to, to unleash to the world, the knowledge and the and the wisdom that God has imparted to them. That man that is working with the spirit, he can walk anywhere. And be fruitful. And you see, when you are working with the Spirit, you know who you are. The last example that I give, and we begin to pray. The Bible says that the man of God, Elisha, in 2 Kings chapter 6, is faced with a challenge. And the challenge is that the king of Syria, Assyria, is, is angry that somebody is disclosing his secret and he is told that it is this man called Elijah. So he sent an entire army to go and get this Elijah. But you see, Elijah possessed a peculiar knowledge. He had the knowledge of God. 
he had the knowledge of the spirit and so when an entire army came up against him the bible says that man was laughing you see the the knowledge of the spirit opened his eyes to the reality of his life and the bible says that when the servant that was with him started complaining he said that god opened his eyes and what did the servant see the bible says that the servant saw two things sometimes we think he saw one thing we usually usually mess it up and talk about the one thing but the servant saw two things the bible says that the servant saw that the entire mountain was captured or was was surrounded by angels then the servant also saw that elisha had a chariot of fire around him you see I always tell this story. Anytime I will go with my father in the Lord and we go to the radio station, this man will be praying some old prayers. I will never say amen to any of those prayers. Because I will say, hey, if I say amen and these witches, they make me their target, what will I say? <laughs> then one day, I saw the angel of the Lord that stood behind me. And when I saw the angel, I asked myself, what cause do I have to see? What cause? If I look at the size of this angel behind me, what cause do I have to see? Then I understood what Elijah understood, even when an entire army came up against me. And so, we find this story in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15. I want, it, I want us to project it, then we begin to pray. It says that, And the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone for behold. He saw that the city was encompassed by horses and chariots. He was afraid. And when we begin to, he said that verse, verse 18 is, is, verse 17 is what is important. He said that, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes. And when his eyes was opened, you see, when your eyes is opened, it is it is a, a typify, it, it typifies knowledge, the unveiling of mysteries, right? The unveiling of mysteries. And he was he was ushered into the realm of knowledge. Remember what the apostle Paul said. He said, I know a man who died, was caught in the heavens. And he was shown things that were not losses of men, ordinary men to know. So there is a knowledge beyond this realm. And when you possess this knowledge, it makes you confident in life. You see, and the Bible says that when his eyes was opened, he saw that the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elijah. Do you know, we are talking about such as I have. And that is why I am bringing your mind to this. Do you know the angel of the Lord that is standing with you? Do you know his assignment? Do you know his size? <laughs> Do you know his armory? <laughs> Do you know the weapons of war he is wielding? You see, until you are ushered into the realm of knowledge, you will lack this confidence. How did Elisha know that he could throw wood into the water 
to cause an axe head to float. It was a knowledge he possessed. You see, as believers, we are called to a particular kind of skill set. We are supposed to possess spiritual skill set. God bless you for listening. Maranatha, the Lord comes.